Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armand. And this episode of Make Do is brought to you by Microsoft Lists. One list that we do love is the the wonderful stories about your art journeys that you've already started to send us. Some of them make me a little sniffly, um, but please do keep sending them in because this is episode 99, which means the next one is 100. Yeah, send in your stories, your anecdotes. If you want to send us a voice memo or like a little recording of yourself, that would also be great. We would love to play it on the air. And, and so- pictures are great, too. Yes, uh, we will share pictures and show notes if you have any of those that you want to share. So yeah, keep sending them to us because the more the merrier. And I just, I kind of want to spend the episode, you know, looking over a lot of these, reading them out to everybody and kind of, um, you know, chatting with you about some of all of your journeys. Like, well, you, Julia, I'll chat with you about all of our listeners' journeys. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun episode. I like this whole collective art motivation that we're going to be, you know, manifesting here. I mean, obviously, this is our podcast, but, you know, I, I feel like sometimes it's all about our feelings and our thoughts. And it's just, it's always so nice when people tell us things that, like, they thought of because of something we said, or in some cases, something that they've tried. And when we get great tips about, like, glass things i've forgotten what it was already something about patina i think or burnish i don't yeah yeah uh, lots of helpful <laughs> tips about working with copper so thank you and and other things it's just like it's uh it's so much fun so i just wanted to share that today almost right before we started recording i was painting some tiny pottery for Ooh. my mom who has uh a market this weekend it's so fun and it's so weird and it makes me want to do like really really complicated complex pottery painting I don't Ooh. know why. It's just fun. So is that something you're going to try now? Like, or it's more of like a back of the mind project? Both? I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, because sometimes, you know, some of the challenges on like the Great Pottery Throwdown, they have to, you know, fill a space with um, decorations. And that's not really my style when it comes to pottery. Mm-hmm. But maybe I should just make like a weird giant jungle. I've also actually, in this particular oven that I just emptied, I've been thinking about painting some mugs with sunflowers uh, to maybe put most of the profits toward um, humanitarian efforts in in Ukraine. I don't know if that's like silly, but it's sometimes it's just like, what can you do? Like I've, you know, I've offered up my my skills in Russian for for the school where I work because we're going to get, you know, refugee families with kids. Um, that are going to come to the school probably most likely fairly soon. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, you know, you do what you can. That was a weird side note. Uh, but, but it's painting. a good segue because <laughs> we're kind of talking about like, you know, art and how things have changed in the past couple of years. And I think that like, you know, everything that goes on in the world, people react differently. And a lot of times that reaction is you know, art based for creative types or for maker people. And even sometimes it's like about consuming art or Mm -hmm. it's about or it's about burying yourself in art to feel, you know, some sort of an escape or relief. So there's a lot of different ways to deal with this kind of stuff. And we are going to be talking about that today. Yeah, it's actually funny because we, you know, we, like I said, this is our podcast. We talk a lot about 
us. We talk a lot about how our making hasn't hasn't changed, you know, over the past four years and maybe more specifically over the past two years. Um, and we'll obviously talk more about that development in the next episode. But I wanted to talk a bit about sort of what the pandemic may or may not have done to art and making like on on the whole amongst the people of of the world. We've had a sort of unspoken policy that we try to not talk about the pandemic that much because it feels like that's all anyone talks about and we want it to be just you know this little finger painty corner of the internet but I think uh actually it's, it's really funny that because I hadn't thought about the consuming art part of it because like all of my thoughts about were about what people have been doing or trying but it's it's true because I remember both early on and quite a ways into different lockdowns uh, when there were discussions about, you know, not that that artists are essential workers in the sense that they have to keep going to work, but that um, people were pointing out that all of the things that you have to consume now that you are locked at home was made by somebody, you know, like TV shows, uh, podcasts, uh, books, art, all those things exist because of artists. And yes, it's not as important as toilet paper, like on the on the hierarchy of needs, but it's there, right? Yeah, I was when you brought up this topic, I was going to shoot you down for the same reasons that you just said that like we usually try not to um, we try not to be just like a part of the noise that goes around with a lot of this stuff. We try and be a little bit of a sanctuary. And I thought that like, you know, it, it might be great to even like come to just our discussion, the two of us, if I came to it as the the voice of as the I grump. don't like talking about <laughs> what's going on. Like I I want to, you know, the the way that I've changed my consumption or my habits or the way that I've seen other people do it is like they use art and making as a relief or an escape. Mm -hmm. And that that is equally as important to talk about as the people who, you know, use it to express feelings um, and, you know, produce pieces that that show their um, isolation or their um, fears, you know, any any of the more powerful emotions emotions that are coming up out of the pandemic and about everything that goes on around us and has been going on around us for multiple years now. Um, so I think that that's like two different, extremely valid ways to see art and making in mm -hmm. times like these. Yeah. And, you know, what kind of triggered this thought in me is that uh, as Facebook has been very kindly reminding me over the past week, right about now is when I got sick two years ago. Uh, which was right as the world was shutting down, right? I was I was a trailblazer, uh, <laughs> um, right? Uh, but you know, it's it's been two years, and obviously, over those two years, things have have changed and varied a lot, and it's very different in different parts of the world. Like you know, how how open are things? How different or new normal are things? But both over the past few years, past two years, and because of the past two years, I think a lot of people are living their lives differently, maybe, you know, doing their work life differently, they're changing their home and the way that they prioritize things. And I'm also trying to think of this, like, if, if you want to find, like, a, a, a parallel, you know, a lot of people discover hobbies, if they like, you know, you get sick, or you break a leg or something, and you're like, well, usually the thing I do is, is play soccer, or whatever. Uh, and then I broke my ankle and I discovered knitting or painting or whatever, right? So uh, you, you can think of it like that. This is a very big global ankle break. 
yeah, it's kind of changing everybody's habits, like a forced change to everybody's habits. And you're kind of funneled into a lifestyle that you didn't think that you would have or that you would particularly want. And that definitely has brought about some positive changes, I think. And I think that it's important to focus on those positive changes as opposed to like the negative changes. And um, I think uh, art and making and crafting, it's it's all part of it. I mean, I feel like we're seeing this giant uptick in a lot of handicrafts, right? Like a lot of mm-hmm. macrame and a lot of, um, you know, hand lettering. And there's just like a lot of... My that. favorite thing that's exploded is the latch rug making, like with the the rug gun. I see yes. so much of that over my on my internet, and I know part of that is algorithm. But it's such an extremely niche thing that the the amount of people I see doing it now, and you know, a lot of them are open that like I saw this on TikTok or Instagram, and it made me mm-hmm. want to try it. It's such a specific hobby, and it's not one where you're like, you know, you buy some yarn and two sticks. It's like you need to buy or build a frame you need to buy the the gun the tuft gun you need yeah, to buy they're like we're glue. all out of stock everywhere because everyone was buying them i even like know someone here in person who also like like kind of dove into that hobby a little bit during all of this and like oh i could do that that looks really cool and <laughs> it's like people are making rugs now like that's that's so cool like it's just it's so weird and it's so cool <laughs> right, because it's so incredibly niche. And I think because I think with, with some things, you know, it's either people who pick up a hobby that they've maybe neglected or pick up a hobby that they've wanted to try because, you know, all the most of the distractions are gone. There's nothing else to do. And at a certain point, the thing that maybe you normally would turn to as the distraction that keeps you from knitting, you're like, I cannot watch more Netflix. Right. Mm-hmm. If we're thinking about like sort of fall of 2020 or whatever where, where you're just like i can't i there i absolutely cannot right well in a lot of shows they weren't even making any new shows like everyone was shut down like there was just no <laughs> new stuff for so long you had to that find too. your own fun <laughs> um so you know a lot of people turn to like you're saying like the handicrafts and the things that either if you're like us you already you know had stuff lying around that you'd picked up once or twice over you know the last decade or I mean, so many online stores ran out of stuff, all of this stuff. Um, I was also seeing a lot of women getting into woodworking, which I think is really yes. cool. Like, I, I just feel like I, it's more and more visible all over the place. Uh, a lot of these things that people, the, the atypical um, activity to do in, in the making sphere. And it's, it's just so And cool. what's his face? Tom, Tom Daly, the, the, um, it's not called swim jumping. What is it called? High swim jumping? Swim j- Anyway, he because he started knitting during lockdown and then he like knitted sweaters all throughout the Olympics. Uh, it's High just, diver? It's, thank you. That's <laughs> swim jumping. High swim that's jumping. That's what it's called in Swedish. Shut uh, up. <laughs> is that really what it's called in Swedish? Because that's amazing. <laughs> Which is funny because you, I mean, you swim once you land over to. But swimming to the- isn't really part of it. Exactly. Somebody said once, I don't know why I remember this suddenly, that swimming is to high diving what ballet is to boxing. Like you could see it being part of it, but it's not really. (laughs) Anyway, you know, but like people needed something to do. uh, And also 
a lot of handicrafts, like it's soothing, even when it's frustrating, having something to do with your hands, something that's like concrete and unphysical can be very soothing in a time when everything is is unsure. And I think, you know, with a lot of people, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people working from home or um, being on furlough for a while, you had more free time as well. Not just that you had free time that you couldn't spend doing the things that you normally might, but you maybe got, you know, two hours of commute back or whatever. Um, so like you need to do something with that and, and you're reprioritizing. And I think that some of that reprioritizing has stayed in a lot of different ways, like where people are saying, I don't want to go back to commuting because that was stressful and I feel better and I feel better about having that time back. You know, or people are getting new jobs or moving out to somewhere where there's more space because they've realized a lot of their job can can be remote. And I hesitate to say like, you know, silver lining, it's a good thing because obviously it's been horrible, but trying to find like, well, this is an interesting facet of it, right? And I think we've joked before about being like, you know, darn it, now all these people are discovering making and I can't be cool and creative because now everyone's tried it. And not only are they trying it, but they're posting about it, right? They're like showing Mm -hmm. videos of their progress and they're making like all these cool TikToks. And it's like, (laughs) that is a whole extra level to making right it's like not only do you Mm -hmm. need to have the time to like make the miniature house that you're building like the miniature little like you know video store with the lights that light like i've seen all these crazy (laughs) miniatures and stuff that people have been making it's it's fantastic but it's like not only do you have the time now and or the will or the skills or whatever you've gained to make this thing but now you're also like have this other like whole full-time activity of documenting it and making these videos and like making and having voiceovers and their curated clips and like it's just it's so it's so much that like it's not so much in like a bad way it's so much in like um I'm a little bit jealous kind of way, I guess, because it's like I don't have the time to make like full time videos (laughs) about the things that I'm making. I just want to like use that time to make the thing. But then at the same time, it's like I kind of want to share with the world because it's like, well, are you really doing it if you're not sharing it on social media? But like then in addition to that, there's like the skill of of displaying it to everybody. And it's just uh, it's amazing what people have found the time to do. And some people have quit their jobs and now are like full time, you know, craft videographers. Like <laughs> it's it's a wonderful, really cool thing to see all these creative people out there making stuff and then being able to make a living out of it. Yeah, and you know, even with with joking like that, like you know, I, I think in in general, a lot of the time when something becomes trendy, even in normal times, people can get annoyed that suddenly someone else is hogging the yarn the same way that other people are hogging toilet paper um and i know or like the poly clay people... what's that stuff there everyone's making like all those cool earrings or like those little mm-hmm. like worry wart you know creatures there i could just i could just make a giant list of all the things actually speaking of lists we should talk about some lists 
<laughs> we should. Very good segue. Uh, yeah, because we're, we're sponsored by Microsoft Lists. So um, if you are looking for a new way to track and manage your work and life from start to finish, uh, Microsoft Lists is here to help you clear your brain uh, and get organized. And it all starts at lists.live.com. So Microsoft kicked off a preview program to try Lists with your Microsoft account. And it's all designed for small business and individual use, which is perfect for our listeners and for for us, you start by creating and sharing your lists with your work colleagues, partners, your soccer team, your neighbors, and you might use these lists to uh, create a list of books or movies for monthly meetings or get-togethers. You might want to track some home improvements or important recipes throughout the year, and you can also build out uh, team rosters for your soccer team or a volunteer group. I'm pretty sure, Unless like, you, you could think ankle. of <laughs> a lot of different things to make lists of because I know I love some lists. Uh, very, we're both very much about the lists. At lists.live.com, you can start quickly with ready-made templates. You can use filters and views to visualize your information to get one list with many views. And then you can share your lists as links to draw others in and work together. You can do a lot with lists. The ready-made templates save you time, or you can start blank and add in exactly what and how you want to track your information. It's super flexible. It's great for gift idea lists, event plans, work progress trackers, and I've realized that like this, I, I, the lists that I have are sometimes so spread out because I want to have them like available in lots of different formats and I should get better about that. But I, I think the, the use case that I'm most about is just like remembering the things that I need to make for markets, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and for, for the online store, just like lists of different things, you know, subcategories. And things that need to get done before that, like, you know, fixing a display thing or something, because I could share that list with Pontus because he helped me with some of the, like, building and practical stuff around. And also, we like lists. <laughs> so boxes. <laughs> if you also like lists, go and try the preview now at no cost. So you go to your browser and type in lists.live.com. That's lists with an S dot live dot com. Sign up, sign in and track what matters most. Check it out and let Microsoft know what you like and any feature requests. So our thanks to Microsoft for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. It's hard to say the word lists without <laughs> it <laughs> <Sorry>. sure is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i i absolutely agree that like the lists uh, l-i-s-t-s the list of of like crafts that people have discovered or refined uh or reimagined during this time is amazing and also both different crafts and the people making them have a larger chance of being discovered because we were all on social media more because we're bored and we need social connection. Um, people have shared tips and tricks. It's just, it's it's really fascinating. And, and what I think is also really interesting and from my perspective, very cool is that I feel, I don't know if you agree, that a large part, like larger than I thought, part of that energy has stayed even with things kind of opening up and then closing and then opening back, you know, like even as we were able to go outside and do things and play soccer, I guess, um, a lot of people have stuck with those hobbies. They weren't just like, I need to do something in my apartment so I don't go bananas, but like people have sort of actually discovered them. If you know what I mean? Like people have actually found a hobby, like you found glass, right? Uh, yeah. Do you think that you would have 
had sort of the 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 mind space and the time and I mean in your case also the space because you guys moved for for school mm-hmm. uh temporarily or more or less temporarily uh which meant that you had place to work as well do you think that you would have either gotten into it or stayed into it or and and gotten as good as you did if things were not weird I mean probably not I mean I think that that's like another one of those like you think about the way people handle just the way no the the way people handle like doling out the time in their day or in their week or in their month and I think that people are realizing now that everyone is starting to go back to work and and things are returning to the new normal which I (laughs) hate all those phrases but it's like they are now prioritizing like or they're seeing what a week or a month or two months look like without doing those things that they have become accustomed to doing or like having in their lives and how like it's probably they miss it a little bit, you know, like they miss the 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 opportunity to have the time to create something or to have that, you know, personal space because making and doing art and creating something is a lot of personal time that you you don't really think of it as me time because you're making something right it's like an activity Mm -hmm. but it is like very personal kind of alone time because a lot of times you aren't sharing these crafts so much with like another person in, in the physical sense like this is something we're doing together and and I think that as our lives start changing again, people are going to realize that like, wow, I really benefited from having that time that it was almost like a meditation. And I think that people are going to, if if they decide to, you know, push aside a lot of the crafts or things that they were doing in exchange for like going back to work and commuting, I think they're really going to miss that time and they're going to feel a void and not quite know maybe at first, it depends on, you know, how in tune with yourself you are, like not at first realize that that That's was the thing I'm missing what I'm missing. Yeah, because it's like you have if, if you think about the number of hours like that you would sit and like be doing something to make a thing like let's say the people who are making miniatures right like you make like this whole miniature plant store which is so cool but every single little piece being made like that is you know tens of hours put into a project (laughs) and so that's like you know maybe 10 15 hours a week that like you were on your own like just kind of zen listening to music listening to podcasts like having a tv show on in the background while you're making something like that's you time and, and all the good hormones that your brain produces when you're doing something with your hands. Right, right. All the good endorphins, like you feel like you're accomplishing something, you have to problem solve, like all of these great little things that you get when you spend time the making adrenaline something. adrenaline of messing up. Yeah, the <laughs> adrenaline and making one to like flip your craft table and like burn everything to the ground. Um, I mean, who who isn't going to miss that? <laughs> but like, but that's what I'm saying is that I think that a lot of people are going to realize that this is a a necessary area to carve out time in their life to like keep that because the balance it brings to a healthy life is is quite extraordinary and also you get to like make something cool in the process yeah and one thing that I think is kind of both a a good and a bad is that I think especially early on um or maybe like a month in when furloughs 
were made longer and people realized like, you know, finances were going to be really affected with this. I think a lot of people were also like, well, you know, you have to monetize your hobby. And I think very quickly, a lot of people, like some people did make it a business and have been doing really well. But I think a lot of people also realized quickly enough that that's not necessarily tenable and realized that I can do this just for me, um, which I think is, you know, also also good because we talk about that a lot. You don't have to have either a main hustle or a side hustle if you don't want to. It's it's fine not to. Right. No, oh, of course. <laughs> I think that people should be more positive in their um, in like this is something that I do. I mean, no one needs to monetize reading or going for walks or hikes in the woods, right? Like, no one. I mean, there are book bloggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, like, if you, if <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this so many times before. Like, if you meet a stranger and they ask you, and like you're getting to know them, and they ask you like those getting to know you questions, like, so what do you like to do? Um, you know, if you say. Uh, something that you're making like a craft or like that you're an artist or you happen to like you know be bold enough to call yourself an artist they ask you like what you've sold or what you make or like you know oh is that a business but like you could also equally say like hey I like watching movies and going for walks and uh, you know reading books like that for some reason but are you a walking influencer doesn't have to be a business (laughs) (laughs) that is that is very true yeah I just you know sometimes I feel like you know my little goblin cottage core heart is just like happy that people have found things that make them happy me too uh and that that more people come into the the cult of making right i mean i find people more interesting when they have more hobbies like the busiest people are always the most difficult to get a hold of spend time with but usually they're always the most interesting people like having a hobby or something that you make or do or that you're passionate about. I I think that that is like, it's so important to remain engaged, just like even when you are getting back to being social with people. Like now this is like, imagine, so getting back to being social with people, you have so much to talk about more now. Like you can talk about the things that you've spent making and like the new hobby you have or, you know, the, the, I don't know, you can even, you know, bridge it over to like if you were programming something new and making an app or like you're writing music or you know you learned about a new sport that now you're trying to play like that you you know (laughs) maybe you got really good at darts right like there's it's just so cool to think about the isolation that we had is now equipping us to be more social because we now have so many cool interesting things to talk about as opposed to like oh I commute you know, two hours a day back and forth to a job where I sit at a desk where there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not cool to talk about it. Like, there's, it's just very boring. Uh, also, and- you know, it just occurred to me because uh, I joked about you can have a knit night and I realized that because I think a lot of us have lost a lot of social skills <laughs> over the past. Well, that's you know, another excuse. Long. You don't have to talk to anyone. You just like do stuff together. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, you know, it's always a good way to get to know people in like a fairly relaxed setting is over a joint hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're um, if you go to a knit night or, you know, you discover that like, hey, this person that is sort of vaguely in, you know, my friend orbit also really loves rug tufting thing guns and then you you know you can either talk about that in general or you can meet up and maybe like teach a third friend about it it's it's way easier than just being like this person seems fun we should we should grab coffee but then you don't have the guts to ask because that's weird but if you're like hey do you want to 
you know, get together and compare glue favorites, right? Yeah, I think that like having hobbies and things that you do and stuff that you make really does open up a lot of doors because like you never know who that you end up chatting with is going to find, um, you know, a thread of commonality here that will spark a friendship. And I think that that's a really cool thing. I mean, there's also available if you aren't um, very much an in-person social uh, being. Person? That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many forums or slacks or subreddits like that you can go on and, and find a community of people. I mean, we've talked about this before, but now that everyone has all these new hobbies, they're all out there and everyone wants to talk about their new hobbies because they're new and they're <laughs> fun, right? And like people are interested in it and like maybe people are at the level of wanting to... um move up in the hobby like uh so i have a we're getting a, a cool mural installed which i think is like a whole topic for another day uh from this amazing mosaic artist out here and she saw my glass studio and she's like oh i have so many recommend like re- recommendations for you to upgrade the grinder that you have and the glass saw and nice. stuff and i was like yes please give me that knowledge because i'm totally ready to be there and it's like i wouldn't have had that connection with her that conversation with her if like I didn't start a new hobby right so like it's it's just cool to be able to have more um just just more interesting diversity under your belt for like talking to people and relating to people and it's I think you started this topic possibly thinking that it was going to be a bit of a downer but now i'm feeling very energized again <laughs> we tend to do that i was, I was thinking it was like an an, an upper <laughs> but you are less grumpy now uh i am did, less grumpy you... now i started okay let me i thought that this was going to be a downer <laughs> but now I'm, no. I'm all psyched about it yeah i'm, I'm feeling good uh, have you seen that clip that's been going around of two like very typical podcast bros who are like, I don't know, the, girls don't have hobbies. I don't know any. Well, I mean, some girls knit, and it's like, what? Dude, statistically, <laughs> women have more hobbies, both because we're expected to and because like we're socialized to do things. There's so weird when it's like, I don't know any girls who have hobbies, and it's like. Wow. Oh, that's that a whole because... other topic. That's like a dismissive, like, uh-huh. male view of that female hobbies aren't uh, worthy or real. interesting. Yeah, or real. <laughs> also, somebody said in a comment somewhere that they were like, is this a thing because men have a harder time, like, with social stuff and friendship, just like the way that most men are socialized? And so, like, a hobby is something that you use as an excuse to get together with your friends, like, watch sports or play games or whatever, or play sports, I guess. Uh, Whereas uh, if women are doing something just for themselves, that can't possibly be a hobby because that's not how they understand hobbies. This is a huge oversimplification. I just thought it was really interesting. That's a topic for whole other day i'm glad you're not grumpy (laughs) yeah that is a topic for a whole other day because now that i'm thinking about it you're bringing up something new and now my brain is latching onto that and i (laughs) would love to have onto that (laughs) well like oh latch hooking onto that um i would love to have a discussion about the idea of how you know the whole the kids are all right right like the next generation coming up they are Uh so wonderfully open to the idea of this is like to to not segregate hobbies into this is a boy hobby and this is a girl hobby, right? Like, <laughs> I love that that line is getting increasingly blurred. 
And it's so wonderful to see people on TikTok of of all types uh, just enjoying making stuff. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like or any of that stuff. It It is all starting to even out. And I'm really happy for the future where we don't have to be angry about being pigeonholed into certain ideals of things, especially when it comes to like making an art, which is so unfair. Uh, <laughs> and I I just, I love the prospect of the future of that unfairness kind of dissolving um, because it it is, it's like the art world is kind of the, a wonderful starting ground for equality because everyone has certain abilities or capabilities like if if you want to start something like there's there's a lot less in the world stopping you from that than other things um especially like you know you're making something in your home right there's Mm -hmm. it's um of course of course there are asterisks 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 to like all of these things and we all are aware of that uh or we should be aware of that maybe we'll talk about that in our topic but um I just think that that's a really cool idea that it's, you know, all leveling out in a a very, you know, beautiful way. Yeah. And like I kind of said in the beginning about how, you know, people kind of want to change their homes. And a lot of crafts are about that. Like you want new things in your home or new types of art or whatever. But I also realized that a lot of people got into sewing uh, both as like a hobby or something to do. And then also like our comfortable clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing a bra ever again. Uh, or whatever it might be, that people want to find clothes that fit, you know, both their personality and their lifestyle and their body, uh, as some bodies have changed and some haven't. Uh, so just like, you can make your own incredibly comfy or incredibly impractical clothes. Oh, so, so now that thoughts. we've like totally hijacked this topic that you had laid out for us so nicely <laughs> in our document, and now we are on the other side of the earth, uh, <laughs> and also starting up new topics, topics for the future. Um, uh, do you have anything left to say about the your original idea here? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think we've we've gone through most of the stuff that I was sort of thinking about, about how like, you know, we're, we we like it, we have seen lots of it, and we hope that... Uh, not like, oh, people stick with it in the sense of like, you know, like parents will say to their kids, like, you just, you just abandoned everything. Just like, because it's so nice to have that thing. I hope that people realize how good it can be and that they keep doing maybe not even the same hobby, but just like find the makey part of themselves and hold on to that. Uh, even when you can go to the bars or a concert. So you can go and find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. We are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our email is make at gmail.com. Please, please, please send over those stories, anecdotes, voice memos, anything you got for us for our 100 show in two weeks. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have a gift for all the people who make Julia cry. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll have to talk <laughs> about that. Uh, so uh, I love it. I love that idea. Um, also, I might cry. That's fine, too. Uh, maybe double gifts for double crying. I don't know. But please send those stories. I think that's going to be a really wonderful, you know, kind of coming together episode for episode 100. So and you can also go and find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. We want to thank Microsoft Lists for sponsoring this episode. And we will be back in a fortnight for episode 100. And until then, go make.
and do and send in those clips. That's the thing you have to make and do. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 